Hello everyone, it's Mark Godaker here. Welcome to the NT Pod, the podcast all about the New Testament and Christian origins. It's episode 16, and today we're going to be asking, did Jesus' ministry last for three years? It's amazing just how often you hear people saying that Jesus's ministry lasted for three years. If you're a churchgoer, you will have heard this in sermons countless times. I've heard it repeated so often that I've almost begun to believe it myself in spite of the evidence that I'm going to present in today's NT pod. It is just so widespread. It is so uniform in people's discussions about Jesus. You find it even in the films and the fiction and the literature. You find it absolutely everywhere when anyone talks about Jesus that one would think that it was one of the most secure things that we knew about him. In fact, There is no good evidence for it at all. It just vanishes away when you start paying attention to what the Gospels actually say. So let's take a closer look. Let's see what the Gospels actually say about Jesus' ministry and how long it was. Well, first off, let's just make clear that there is nowhere in the canonical Gospels where it says that Jesus' ministry lasted for three years. There's nowhere that it states anything about the length of Jesus's public ministry. There aren't any dating elements as you go through the story of the kind that would help you to get that kind of information. Indeed, one of the issues with our Gospels is that they aren't, in any sense, modern biographies. They just aren't like contemporary biographies. And so they don't really show any kind of interest in the kind of details of someone's public life in terms of chronological indicators that we would expect if we were doing a biography of you know some big political figure or some other kind of figure some celebrity or or whatever else they just aren't interested in telling us that material and this has been clear in new testament scholarship for quite a long time although these days form criticism in the 1920s 1930s and so on gets a bit of a bad press one of the really important things that they underlined was that we cannot treat the gospels as if they are like contemporary biography they don't have the same cause and effect one incident leading to another incident in a kind of chronological progression they called them you know kind of pearls on a string that different incidents were gathered together by the evangelist and kind of edited together but without a chronological framework a biographical kind of framework and that work even though it's been challenged in in other ways I mean people more recently have said that the gospels are kind of biographies in the ancient sense of biographies but people haven't really challenged successfully the basic breakthrough that that form critical work established which is that the gospels don't have that kind of a consequential chronological cause and effect kind of development that you might have expected and if you go back and read some 19th century and earlier biographies of Jesus they kind of work with the assumption that the chronological framework that you've got in the Gospels is exactly as things must have happened and they got themselves tied in knots when they started trying to compare one gospel with another and realizing that different things were placed differently in the different Gospels so that's just to say there really isn't anything clear in the Gospels that states up front how long Jesus' ministry was. And if you are going to try and 
uh, work out how long Jesus's ministry might have been, you can only do it on the basis of clues that are here and there. So I suppose we'd have to ask, are there any clues there? Are, are there any little indicators that might tell us how long Jesus was out in public preaching, healing and doing whatever he was doing? Well, the answer is that the Gospels provide some general indications of, of when these things happened, though not anything about how long Jesus was in public ministry. So Luke, who's the most precise of the evangelists, ha has a detailed bit of dating at the beginning of his chapter 3, where he tries to tell us exactly when John the Baptist began his public kind of preaching. And what he says there is that uh, this uh, began in the 15th year of the Emperor Tiberius, which when we put it together with various other dating indications, that puts us at about 29 CE, 29 of the Common Era. And um, he also mentions things like that this was during the time when Pontius Pilate was governor in Judea, when Caiaphas was high priest. They tally quite well with that date of 29 because Pontius Pilate probably ruled from about 26 to 36 and Caiaphas from about 15 to about 36 so it's it's about right that kind of rough uh, kind of indication but th there's nothing to say uh, this is when it started and this is when it finished we just have that general indication and then when you look elsewhere in the synoptic gospels in Matthew Mark and Luke you find that there are few places that give any kind of precise dating evidence what people used to say is well Mark mentions the green grass in chapter 6 and people say ah oh, well that shows that it must have been spring it must have been perhaps Passover time like it is in John's account of the same event the feeding of the 5,000 so you get little indications of of possible times of year but there really isn't a great deal you can do with these things not least because it's very difficult to trust the precise chronological sequence that you've got in the in the gospel so even if every little indication of a time of year was accurate it would be really hard to kind of piece these pieces together and get a sort of a particular length of a public ministry so where does it come from, this idea of a three-year public ministry, if there's no indication of this particular time frame in the Gospels? Well, there is something uh, in John's Gospel uh, that, that leads people to think that there might be a three-year ministry, but uh, you need to pay careful attention to it because actually it doesn't show a three-year ministry at all. What it is is, in John chapter 2, right at the very beginning of Jesus's ministry, John's been dating things by days at this point, so he's putting it right at the beginning. He says in John chapter 2 that Jesus went to Jerusalem and he was involved in an incident in the temple and it was Passover. So John locates the beginning of Jesus's public ministry with a Passover festival. Then a few chapters later in chapter 6, when he feeds the 5,000 in Galilee, John makes the note again that it's Passover. So a year at least has passed since chapter 2. Then when you get to chapter 11 and all the way through to the end of the gospel, because the whole second half of John's gospel happens just within the last um, couple of days of Jesus's life, then in chapter 11 and following we have a third Passover. So we've got three Passovers, three years, right? No, wrong, of course not. If you've got three Passovers where you're beginning an account with one and you're ending an account with another, that's two years. It's two years and maybe a couple of days. So even if you take a kind of literal and wooden reading of John's Gospel, three Passovers is two years. It's not three. It's not a three-year ministry. So there really isn't anywhere in the New Testament an indication of a three-year public ministry for Jesus. But if there's nothing in the New Testament, what about early church history? Did people think that Jesus 
had had a three-year ministry in the early church. Well, yes, they did. It looks like the earliest we can go for this is Origen in the third century and Eusebius in the fourth. Both of these church fathers spoke about a three-year ministry of Jesus, or more accurately, a three-and-a-half-year ministry. But it looks like they worked this out on the basis of a prophecy in Daniel that they thought was being fulfilled in Jesus's ministry. It was a particular reading of a prophecy in Daniel. And Eusebius Eusebius tries quite hard to find indicators in the Gospels that show that his ministry was three and a half years, but none of them are at all convincing, and some of them involve quite serious misreadings of, uh, of, of a lot of the evidence. So it does go back quite a long time. So if you do hear people saying, ah, oh, Jesus was around for three years, then at least you could say that that statement has a kind of pedigree. It has a long history in Christian tradition, but it isn't there in the New Testament. I suppose that one of the things that you can say about this prevalence of the idea of the three-year ministry and, and the lack of evidence for it in the New Testament, it, it, it shows that oral traditions are still important in contemporary Christianity. It shows that people still derive information from things that they think they know because they've heard people say them lots. And, and it shows that we do still have kind of oral traditions around. They're, they're not ones that go back, you know, by some fantastic 2,000-year pipeline to the first century, but they are ones that, uh, att that, that, that get their plausibility by means of constant repetition and non-questioning from, uh, from, from others. So um, I'd, I'd want to add, I suppose, as well, that it's... It helps us to be reminded when we, when we ask this question that we, we are ignorant about all sorts of elements in Jesus's life. Yes, we know lots of stuff about the historical Jesus, but that's not the same as knowing everything that we want to know. And even something as basic as how long was he out in public engaging in preaching and healing it's uh, it's it's one of these it's one of these questions which we just don't have sufficient data to be able to answer for all we know it could have been a 10 year ministry or you know a 5 year ministry it could be that he spent many years at home first in nazareth or a while in Capernaum before he actually went itinerant. We just don't know the answer to some of these questions. And sometimes, you know, we have to be honest about the ignorance that we have, uh, even though that ignorance sometimes is a bit frustrating because we would like to know much more than the texts are able actually to tell us. Well, thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the NT Pod. You can find me on the web at podacre.blogspot.com. Uh, if you Google for Mark Goodacre or for the NT Pod, I'm sure you'll find me. Or go to Duke University's iTunes U. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you again soon. started what you started